0: Hey, y'all, you are listening to Decisions Change Everything. I'm your host, Kimberly Mathis, and this is episode 23. So fun fact is that if you are not one of my close friends, you probably are unaware that I secretly dream of being... Some sort of DJ shout out to Mark Rebier. He is, as my fourteen-year-old says, one of my current hyper focuses. Hashtag that ADHD. I love him. He's amazing. He just mixes stuff together all the time. Go look him up if you do not know who he is. He is so entertaining. And anyway, so I've been playing around with GarageBand and I made the music that you just heard. Um, Just been mixing a whole bunch of stuff together because there's so many sounds. And it's fun. Is this how I get off track from what I'm supposed to be doing? Absolutely. Yes. hundred percent. Yes. But anyway, I hope you enjoy. That was a little fun tidbit about me. So what are we talking about today on episode 23? We are talking about boundaries. Y'all, I fucking love boundaries. I love talking about boundaries. I love helping people with boundaries. I love teaching boundaries. I love clearing things up about boundaries. Boundaries are one of my coaching superpowers. I am myself a recovering people pleaser. I have a lot of codependent behavior in my past. I have seen a lot of it around me, modeled for me. It is something I have had to learn how to do. And while it is still messy at times for me, that's okay. Like, I'm just telling you, I want to say that because This is an ongoing practice, using boundaries, implementing boundaries, staying on top of what your boundaries are, how they need to change, what they need to be. That is an ongoing practice. You never just get to this place where you are doing boundaries perfectly all the time. And messy is okay. Messy is still meaningful. Messy is still useful. Messy can be effective. Okay. So even if it feels messy, just go out and practice. It's better than not having any boundaries at all. So many of you are probably dreading some holiday gatherings coming up in the next two or three weeks, right? Maybe there are conversations that you anticipate coming up that you are just like, Oh God, please not again like you're already worrying about how you're going to handle that, you are already thinking about how you're going to field certain questions, you're already thinking about behaviors that tend to happen in relationships or at gatherings that you just would rather avoid, right, that you don't want to deal with, I am here to help you today. This is what we're going to be talking about. We are going to make you into a boundaries boss, when you are walking into these gatherings so that you feel prepared, you have a game plan in place. This podcast today, I want it to be a little bit of a boundaries cheat sheet for you. I want it to go over the really essential stuff that I think you need to know about boundaries in order to do boundaries well. You do not have to be a pro to do boundaries effectively. So how do you know when you need boundaries? Let's go over a few of the signs that this podcast episode is for you. Okay, these are things that often come up that are such good cues that we need some boundaries somewhere, right? A boundary would be really helpful. So anytime I have clients who come to me and they are feeling resentful, and I think I've maybe talked about this on a podcast before, resentment is such a good flag for you that you are not taking care of yourself. We think that resentment is about someone else doing something wrong, but really resentment is telling us that we have said yes when we wanted to say no, that we have somehow put aside our own wants and needs for someone else, right? We feel compelled to do it even though we don't want to. Resentment is a great cue. Another thing that you may notice is that you feel stretched thin by other people, by situations. You might find yourself avoiding phone calls or text, right? It's the kind of thing where you see their name pop up and you're like, oh, God, no. Like you hate it. You dread seeing their name pop up. You complain to others about them. You complain to others about the situation all the time. You are frustrated that you're doing so much and it feels like nothing is being reciprocated, right? They're not being grateful. They're not doing X, Y, or Z for you. You might also find yourself just wanting to escape, right? Those situations where you're like, God, if I could just get out of here, it might even turn into avoidance. Like I want to avoid going. I hate going. I don't look forward to it. I want to find an excuse to get out of it. These are all great cues that there are some boundaries that are not being implemented, boundaries that you have that you are not holding. So clearly, if this fits for you, right? Boundaries might be something really useful to put in place. And if you are also like most people, you did not get a good education about boundaries, about how to hold boundaries, how to create them, what they are, how to use them effectively. Not only that, but now we are in the age of social media, and there is a lot of information online that isn't necessarily true or clear. So what I want to do next is to go over some of the common boundary misunderstandings that I see, and let's clear these up a little bit for you. Now, years ago, when I was working as a therapist in private practice, I was working with one of my clients on this very thing, on boundaries work with a difficult relationship with a parent. She went out from our session. She was putting these boundaries in place. I saw her a couple of weeks later and she came in and one of the first things she said to me was, I'm not doing this correctly. My boundaries are just not working. They are not working. And I said, well, why, you know, what's going on? And she said, because he is still doing all the same stuff. Like clearly they're not working because he's still acting the exact same way. And this highlights such a common misunderstanding about boundaries that it was the first one I wanted to go over. Let's clear this up. We don't know that our boundaries are effective because people change their behavior. We know our boundaries are effective because we change our behavior. Boundaries are about us doing something differently in a situation where we don't control another human being. Boundaries are about us changing how we respond to things, changing how we show up for that dynamic. Boundaries are about us deciding what we want to do differently if someone does X, Y, or Z. So don't base your boundaries' effectiveness on other people's response to them. Now, another common misunderstanding that I see all the time is that Boundaries tell other people what they can or cannot do. That is incorrect. What boundaries do is boundaries communicate to others what you will or will not do. Boundaries, when used effectively and correctly, they allow other people the freedom to be who they are. They do not try to control other people they instead focus on you. They focus on what your responses will be, on what your actions will be, on what your decisions are moving forward. So you allow other people to be who they are and you make decisions about who you want to be. Now, if you are a former people pleaser like myself, you may also have been under the misunderstanding, you might have incorrectly been told or been modeled, that boundaries are for difficult relationships only, right? Boundaries are the kind of thing you have to put in place when you're almost like cutting someone off, when you don't like someone, right? When you have to be around someone and this could not be further from the truth. Yes, it can be used that way, but boundaries are also necessary. Boundaries are valuable. Boundaries are sometimes required for relationships that we really care about. Boundaries are a way of saying, I really value this relationship. I love this relationship. And because of that, I need to let you know what I am available for, what I am not available for, what is okay for me, what is not okay for me, right? They are a way of communicating what you need in order to be healthy in order to maintain your own well-being in that relationship because you care about it. Boundaries are not harsh. Boundaries are caring. And that brings me to the last misunderstanding about boundaries that I want to clear up, and that is that boundaries, the use of boundaries is mean, right? Boundaries are harsh. Boundaries are mean. And that could not be more true. Boundaries are kind because boundaries are honesty. Boundaries are rooted in honesty. Boundaries are clear. Boundaries tell other people what you need. They tell other people how they can help you. They tell other people how to better respect you. They tell other people what is going to happen, what the expectations are. Boundaries are kind. Boundaries keep you from holding resentment. They keep you from overextending yourself. They keep you from getting into situations that are not good for the relationship between you and whoever it is. And they keep you from getting into a situation in which there is damage done to the relationship. Okay, now that we have talked through some of those common misunderstandings, let's get into some of the essential knowledge about boundaries, how to use boundaries, how to do them effectively, correctly, that you need to have if you want to start practicing these. The first thing I want you to know is that boundaries are about actions. They are not about thoughts or feelings. Okay. And what I want to tell you about this to give you a great example is that a couple of weeks ago I was working with a client who was wanting to implement some boundaries in a relationship. And as we were talking through, like what it is that she's wanting to avoid, right? I was helping her to identify what the boundary is that she needs to have. The first thing that she kind of figured out, the first thing that she stated was, I guess I don't want to have these conversations when he's mad, right? So the boundary might be, she suggested, like I don't want you to talk to me when you're mad. I don't want you to act that way when you're mad. I don't want you to speak to me. That way, when you are mad. So I had to pause there and help her get really clear on what it is that she's actually asking for, because we don't control people's internal experiences, nor should you want to, we don't control what someone is thinking. We don't control what someone is feeling. When we are attempting to do that, we are getting way out of our zone of responsibility. So when she was saying, right, I don't want him to do this, to have this conversation when he's mad, I don't want him to be so mad. We had to get really clear on what the actions are, because it is entirely possible, and it does happen every day all over the world, that people feel mad, and they are still able to have a conversation that is respectful, that is compassionate, that is curious and seeks to understand Right. So if she wasn't feeling that, it wasn't necessarily that he could not, should not feel the emotion, feel the feeling of anger within him. Right. It was the way that he was responding to that anger that was causing issues for her. Right. It was the way that he was speaking, the tone of his voice, the words that he uses, the volume of his speech when he is talking to her. So we had to get really clear. Oh, it's actually that my boundary is I don't want you cursing at me when we are having a difficult conversation. The boundary is I don't want you to raise your voice so loud that you are talking over me when we are having a conversation, right? It was about the actions. So When you are trying to set a boundary, you need to be clear on what the actions are, because that is the thing that's actually happening in those scenarios, the thing that you are responding to. You cannot control what is happening internally with someone. You cannot tell them you can't think this, you can't feel this. Of course they can. It's how they are acting on it that sometimes is causing an issue. So again, in this example with her, right, it was a switch from, I don't want to have conversations if you feel really mad at me, or if you think I'm a horrible person, right? And we got more specific and we focused on the actions. The boundary became, I don't want to have conversations that involve cursing at each other. Okay. So another thing that I want you to know about boundaries, your boundary essential knowledge is that. Yes, sometimes you know a boundary well ahead of time, right? For example, an easy boundary to think of just off the top of my head might be it is never okay for someone to hit me, right? That is just a hard line. Like we will end a relationship, I will leave, I will remove myself from the situation if there is any physical violence, right? I know that well ahead of time, that's not something I need to spend a lot of time on like I can be very clear on that with anything, you know, any person I meet, I've known that for years. So you might find yourself knowing well ahead of time, some things that are boundaries for you. And it's also true that sometimes you don't know a boundary has been violated until that has happened and something feels wrong. You may not know until you find yourself in a specific situation that a certain action, right, a certain response from someone else feels really, really bad to you. It causes you some sort of mental, emotional, physical problem, right? It harms your well-being. You may not know it until it has happened, and that is okay. When we are doing this work together, you don't have to have it all figured out from the get-go. You can always figure something out after the fact. You can always go back to someone and say, we need to have a conversation about this thing that happened. I realize that's a boundary for me. That is totally fine. Okay. Another piece of boundary essential wisdom for you is something that I love teaching people. It comes up all the time and it makes such a big difference. Okay. And that is that your boundaries need no justification, explanation, or understanding from someone else. So let me be clear on that. Boundaries need no justification from you. Boundaries need no explanation from you. And you don't need someone else to understand your boundaries in order to have them or in order for them to be respected. If you take nothing else from this entire episode, I hope you take this one thing because I see this happen so often where people are trying to articulate or communicate a boundary. And if they get any sort of pushback, if they get asked questions about it, well, it was fine before. Well, you never said anything about this. Well, I do this with everyone. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's not okay for you to ask that. I can't, ble- you know, whatever it is, whatever the pushback is, right. Or if someone is like, well, that's not a boundary of mine. I think you should get over it. Whatever. All they are doing is essentially telling you, I don't want you to have that boundary. And they're doing it in a way that doesn't try to have a conversation with you out of curiosity or out of let's see if we can come to some sort of like mutual agreement about this. Right. There's no um, there's no desire to understand. All of that is coming from I don't like. That boundary. I don't want to abide by it. I don't get it. I think it's dumb, whatever it is. Right. And then you get roped into a situation where you're having to explain, you're trying to justify, you're trying to tell them why you decided this or why it's not okay or what it brings up for you. And none of that is needed. None of that is needed. There is such a huge difference between someone saying, well, that makes no sense to me. Right. Or well, why are you feeling that way? That's, that's ridiculous. Like, why do you even need to have that? that come on, that's, I can't be expected to do that. There's no way that, there's such a huge difference in someone responding to you that way and someone who says, wow, I didn't know that it bothered you so much. I'm like not really sure how to interact with that. I'm not sure, you know, how I want to respond. Can you tell me more about that? Right? There's a difference in asking questions because they're asking you to prove the legitimacy and asking questions because they are genuinely curious. So, like I said, if you take nothing else from this episode, please just remember that you don't have to justify your boundaries to have them. You don't have to explain them to someone and get them on board in order to have your boundaries respected. You don't have to have someone understand exactly where this is coming from and why it's important in order to have a boundary that you act on in order to take care of yourself. So let's move on. Okay. Another essential knowledge. Piece I want you to have about boundaries is that when you are using boundaries, if you were using them correctly in a healthy way, boundaries are not going to be threats, right? Remember, Remember, I can't talk, remember how we don't control other people, right? Boundaries are about us doing something different, right? If a boundary is a threat, that is not what's happening there. You are trying to get someone to be different than who they are. Boundaries are not punitive. So boundaries are not threats. Boundaries are not punitive, okay? It's not like you need to stop cursing in this conversation or I'm hanging up the phone, right? There's a sense of like, or else, right? That is not correct use of boundaries. Boundaries are not controlling. Boundaries are not ultimatums. Boundaries are not ultimatums, an ultimatum, essentially, right? All of this is getting at the, it being a threat, it being punitive, trying to control being an ultimatum. It is when we are using them in that way, we are using them in a way where we're trying to get someone else to be different, to choose something different, to make a different decision, right? There's an implicit force or pressure being applied on someone else when we are using them correctly, boundaries are simply a statement. They are a statement for someone else about what is and is not okay for you, right? There is not that coercion, there is not force, there is not pressure, it's like you do you. You can make your own choice here and I'm just letting you know that because of who I am, because of what I want, because of whatever my values are, right, whatever the reason, That's just not something I'm going to do or that I am okay with. And here's what will need to happen after the fact. Here's what will need to happen if we see this differently, if we want two different things here in this situation. Do you feel the difference, right? The difference between, for example, I don't want to have a conversation when there is cursing at each other from myself or someone else right? So if that happens, I am going to end the call because I want us to talk about it in a different way. So maybe we should do that at a different time, right? That's one way to go about it. And that's entirely different than you better stop cursing at me. You need to stop cursing at me or else I'm hanging up on you. Do you feel the difference? Okay. Our next bit of boundary essential knowledge is that boundaries can be effective even when they feel messy. I can't even tell you how many times I have worked with a client who is disappointed at the way that they're doing boundaries because they're not perfect because they feel like they didn't say everything exactly the right way because they feel like they waffled, right? Or they didn't hold it firm enough, right? Or they did boundaries this one day and then like didn't practice them the next. Boundaries work as a muscle. It is like a muscle that you forgot you had, maybe didn't even know that you had, and you're building it up. So it does not have to be perfect to be effective. And the effectiveness is really in you getting better and better at using them, right? You practicing these skills that are needed, practicing the discomfort, being okay with the discomfort that may come along with setting boundaries. So even if it feels messy, that is better than foregoing boundaries at all. Another thing I want you to know about boundaries is that pushback on your boundaries is to be expected and that is normal, right? It kind of goes along with what we first discussed at the beginning of the episode, right? That the effectiveness of boundaries, right? You only know that they're effective, I guess, if other people are doing something different. Okay. That is just not true. So when we set a boundary with someone, it is to be expected, even normal, reasonable, that people don't like it. People are used to operating in a certain way, right? And when you say, actually, this dynamic, this pattern isn't okay with me anymore, if they don't have a coach, if they don't have a therapist, if they aren't actively working on gaining new skills, right, it means that they are going to have to respond differently. And for so many of us, the way that we respond is habitual. It is something that we learned. It is the way that we know how to do things. So if people don't understand what your boundary is, why you are asking for it, if they just don't get it, if they try to argue with you about it, if they don't want to respect it. Nothing has gone wrong. That is what I want you to know here. Okay. Push back against your boundaries is to be expected and it's normal. Nothing has gone wrong because that's happening. Okay. And that also goes right into the next bit of info I want you to have, which is that setting boundaries, especially if it is a new practice for you is probably going to feel shitty and uncomfortable. That doesn't mean your boundary is not valid. It doesn't mean that you are doing it wrong. It doesn't mean that you are asking for too much, right? It doesn't mean that you need to second guess yourself. If you are doing something new, it's probably going to create some tension, right? Because it's just not the way things have been going. So it is going to be uncomfortable. It is going to potentially echo what I said earlier is that it feels harsh. It feels unkind. If you don't usually take up space in your life or in your relationships, if you don't usually ask for what you need, articulating a boundary so clearly, right? Holding a boundary, telling someone else, this is what I need from you is not going to feel good. It is going to feel hella uncomfortable. So let's allow for that instead of saying, oh, I must not be doing it right. Or my boundary must be wrong right? I shouldn't be doing this. I'm, you know, whatever it is, instead of thinking that I want you to allow the discomfort to be there. I want you to allow yourself to feel a little shitty while doing it as just part of the normal process. Like, Oh, those feelings it's expected that those will come up when I'm doing this new thing. Can okay, we have two more essential knowledge tidbits that I want you to have? The next one is that boundaries are flexible. Hey, boundaries sometimes are needed for a while and not needed forever. Boundaries can change, right? Boundaries do not need to be non-existent. They do not need to be so rigid that there is no negotiation, that nothing can ever be different, that nothing can ever change, right? That's almost like a pendulum swing in the opposite way of having no boundaries is when, and this happens all the time, when you haven't had any boundaries and now you're trying to use them, you can almost use them too rigidly. This is okay. Again, it's okay for it to be messy. So boundaries are flexible. You can always change what the boundary is. You can change some parameters around it. You can change what you are doing in response to a boundary violation. You can change even having the boundary if someone else shows up entirely differently. Okay, So boundaries are flexible. They should be flexible. They can be flexible to go along with whatever the situation is is and situations change. Okay. And the last one is that boundaries go both ways. If you really want to try to have your own boundaries, right? And you want other people to respect them. You have to respect boundaries for others. Sometimes these boundaries haven't even been articulated to you, right? It's just about knowing like some boundaries that are probably pretty common for everybody. One I can think of off the top of my head is like gossiping, right? When I started doing my own boundaries work, I realized like, oh shit, if I want people to keep things in confidence, right, if I don't want people talking about me behind my back, if I want people to come to me when there's a problem and not talk about it with everybody else, I probably should be acting that way myself. Right. So I made a real effort, which I've continued to this day, to not talk about people when they're not there, to go to people with an issue that I have with them instead of going to lots of other people about it. Right. To keeping things in confidence when people talk to me about something that is maybe, you know, vulnerable, maybe something that they don't share with everyone else. Another way of doing this is making sure that when someone tells you what they can and cannot do, you do not push back. You do not try to make someone feel guilty, right? You do not put a lot of pressure and force on them to change their mind. You respect what they have told you. It's one of the simplest ways to have it go both ways, right? I'm practicing boundaries and I want to respect boundaries for other people. Okay, now to finish out this episode... I want you to know that because boundaries have been coming up left and right in so many of my sessions and we have the upcoming holiday, which is getting closer and closer, right? It's the end of the year. For a lot of people, it's Christmas, right? Or Hanukkah, other holidays and New Year's Eve, New Year's, there's a lot of gatherings. I decided it might be helpful for a lot of you to have a little bit of a boundaries boot camp of sorts like a boundaries masterclass. So that is what I'm doing, right? If you are listening in current time and present time, this is released on Friday, December 15th. And so on Wednesday, December 20th at 1 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to be hosting a free boundaries masterclass. We'll be going over some of the same stuff we went over today, but I'm going to help you create the boundaries cheat sheet that you need going into some of these holiday gatherings where you may be dreading seeing certain people, you may be thinking already about how you're going to answer certain questions that people ask and it's just like always becomes a thing, right? Or how to be okay if you feel guilty because you get asked to do stuff every year that you don't want to do right? I'm going to help you create a boundaries cheat sheet that you can take with you. You can put it on your phone. You could put it on a note card and laminate it, but it's going to have scripts. It's going to have some tools and strategies. It's going to have reminders for you about how to use those boundaries effectively when you're going into these situations. So if you want to join me and there will be a replay, if you cannot make it live, you can go to the Instagram, link in bio, right? My Instagram is at the Kimberly Mathis. Or you can go to my website, www.kimberlymathis.com to find the link there. I will also put the link in the show notes if you are on Spotify and can click in the episode description. So I would love for you to join me. This is going to be free. This is going to be roughly an hour to an hour and a half, and there will be some time for coaching and questions at the end of it. If you have a particular question, something you don't understand, Or you have a situation that you want some feedback about. So I would love for you to join me. And I also right now have room for one-on-one clients. If you are looking for a coach to work with you on deciding things for yourself and dealing with some difficult relationships in your life, just schedule a free consultation with me. Again, you can go to Instagram and do that or my website or just send me a DM. Okay. So we are wrapping up this episode. Thank you, as usual, as I say every week, for listening. I so appreciate you spending any of your time listening to this podcast, and I really hope that it is helpful for you. I love feedback if you want to give it, and please follow, like, share, just like you do all your other favorite podcasts. Talk to you next week.